1: I'm keep talking that <laughs> we gonna see him soon. You feel me?
2: Okay, welcome back to another edition of The Budding Heads Podcast on Rams Talk Radio. I'm Super Barrow, as always, here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, how you doing, man? It's a Tuesday night. <laughs> the, uh, the USA basketball team finally won a game uh, for the first time in their exhibition circuit, and the Rams got new jerseys. They they finally announced these jerseys that people have been chasing since January.
1: You know, I I, I think the US basketball team just showed a lot of frustration in in that game. And uh, they finally got a decisive victory, albeit over Argentina. So, yeah, should, should be an interesting year for the U.S. basketball team.
2: Hey, listen, As, Argentina uh, has the second most gold medals since 1992. Oh, there you go. They have one. <laughs> we have the other, what, six, Five.
1: Yeah, if we want another gold medal, they're going to have to do a lot better. <laughs> but as for the jerseys, yeah, it, it's – I'm not going to lie, Steve. I'm a little pumped, you know. I i, I really am. <laughs> it It could be just the hype videos. It could be that the jerseys look amazing. Or it could be that I am just really miss football. But I'm freaking hyped about the season after seeing the reveal. How are you feeling there? Man, I like them.
2: I know there was – once they came out, it seems like it was complete positivity. I know there was some people who thought it would be weird to go with a white jersey because we – already have the bones it'd be a kind of a, a a weird direction to go but it it's kind of like with this alternate jersey you, you, the really only interesting directions you can go are with a white jersey or a yellow jersey um and a yellow jersey I don't think would look great I mean it definitely wouldn't look better than this um and it's in and with without uh without being able to do an alternate helmet this year you're kind of limited for options you know next year. They could open it up and go with like, like a, the classic navy and white. They could go with the navy and gold if they wanted, which they never will. Um, but this year you got to keep the same helmet, so they they go with this nice crisp white white jersey, uh, blue and gold sleeves. A lot more gold in these than any other of their their jerseys currently, and and I fucking love them, man. I think they look beautiful. Uh, they're calling it a modern throwback. Uh, it's like a, a modern take on on the classic jerseys that the rams wore for for decades uh and i, I man they're yeah you know, good with me i'm definitely gonna buy one of these what do you think
1: i you know to tell you the truth they were a lot better than i was expecting i i to tell you the truth i don't know what i was expecting exactly but these were actually pretty amazing. I I really, really enjoyed the fact that they did... I, I think this also kind of goes back to last season when... Because when, when the Rams announced that they were going to make new unis uh, when they moved back to L.A., they pretty much said that it was going to be a blend of new and old school. And... Not that there was anything wrong with with last year's unis, at least in my opinion, but it didn't feel like old school at all. It felt like a modern take on the Rams uniforms, which is fine. And I think that's why there was a lot of upset people. In this case, it truly feels like a modern take on an old school jersey, and I like that. It was brilliantly done. I, I mean, there's not enough good things to say about it. The color scheme worked really well. The, um, I, I like that it's still a modern take on it rather than just completely going back to old school. Don't get me wrong. I love old school jerseys. I rock an old school jersey here and there. But um, it takes the kind of the creativity out of it when when you just basically just go back to an old school jersey. And I, and I like the approach here, because this is something that I feel like many people can appreciate. Now, there's going to be a few that don't like it, are anti-anything new, uh, that just want to go back to old-school jerseys, and that's fine. But what can you do? The, the, you can't make everyone happy. But I, 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 truly, I truly enjoy these jerseys. I, I really love the hype videos. The hype videos is another way that sold it to me as well, especially the one involving Eric Dickerson and and Cam Akers. Did you catch any of those, Steve? Yeah, those those really helped me uh, appreciate even more, especially because, if you recall, Eric Dickerson was not a huge advocate of the the Rams change at all. Uh, to be fair, it was more along the lines of the logo, which not to uh, get into that topic. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree, by the way. But not to get wholeheartedly into that topic, but it was nice to see Rams legends approve of this. You know, um, these are guys that we saw in these jerseys, or at least. The people that were around during that time, uh, you know, saw during those jerseys. I uh, Dickerson was before my time, but um, you know, it, it was it was really brilliantly done that particular one. Just because it wasn't just about the jersey, it was about modern day Rams football and essentially a legend like Eric Dickerson handing the torch off, off to a very young and -and up-and-coming Cam Akers who we all hope is going to have a great career with the Rams as well. So perfectly done, perfectly executed, showed more than just a jersey, and what more could you ask for, man? It it really pumped me up for the season. I I don't know about you. Maybe I'm, I'm just too excited for football to get here, but I freaking loved it. I was muted.
2: No, I'm with you, man. It was, it's a, I I can't really think of a better, a a better uniform you could have cracked right now without coming up with an alternate helmet. It's, it's beautiful. The colors are perfect. I love the white on yellow with the pants combination. It wouldn't shock me based on the reaction of this jersey. If, if they come out this year and look way better in these than in the bones, if eventually they just swap them and the bones become the alternates uh i don't know i mean i like them a lot more than the bone and i i i do really like the blue jerseys um and i i like the bone jerseys it's just it was cool it was different and now that we see what this color combo uh this lovely color combo that we that's the only thing that day one we've said is incredible (laughs) now that we see it on a white jersey it it looks way better Uh, than the bones so I I, I'm wondering what happens there I'm sure they'll keep all three in rotation but um I think they're planning to do another jersey next year as well Uh, at least that was the initial plan it seemed like and that'll probably be I would guess a lot different because they're gonna be able to do an alternate helmet there but man I love this it it, it, (laughs) we're a podcast where (laughs) I feel like we do better when things come out that we don't like so like it's not like we can sit here and do 30 minutes praising these jerseys, man. They're great. I love them. I'm going to buy one. What else, what else can we
1: say? So, Steve, I, I want to I, – I think I might have brought this up before in, in a previous podcast, but I, I want to kind of get your opinion again. So one of the things that uh, I believe it was Kevin Demoff that said that if he could be uh, – if it were possible to be – like the Oregon Ducks to um, basically come out with the new uniform combination every week. He'd do it. Uh, Do you think that would be a good idea for the Rams? Not that it's possible, but would it be a good idea?
2: I, I wouldn't hate seeing uh, a fourth combo and then kind of using like four different combos every week. I, it's tough to say, like, with the current uniform combos, like, you could go the white jersey on the blue pants, but that's kind of the only thing you could do, but you still have four combos right now, like, I hate the bone with anything else, um, so I wouldn't use those pants with the blue jerseys, I wouldn't use those, what, those jerseys with any other color pants, and then with blue, you could go with the, 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 you get gold pants and the blue pants, so, I mean, if you add another jersey into the mix, that that's four different or four different tops, and really five potentially more combos you can go. If you go past five, four different jerseys, like I think that's personally a little silly. Um, and I lo- back in the day, I loved Oregon coming out with different shit every week. Um, I probably wouldn't go with more than two helmet combos. I don't know. It's At some point, it just becomes excessive and you don't really have um, a a real hard identity because, you know, I don't know what Oregon's primary jersey is right now because when I watched college football a couple years ago, they were black, they were dark green, they were lime green, they were white, they were yellow, they were gray, they were fucking everything. Uh, You got to make sure you keep your identity. And I think as long as you have one primary colorway and one primary kit, which I think is going to be the blue on gold, I would guess. Um, You can get a little creative with the alternates, but I don't think you want to go too nuts with a different combo every week. I mean, what do you think?
1: That's tough because I do see your point. I do see that you want to have that identity. And for the Rams especially, you know, there's a reason why it was a tough to swallow for some of these fans to, you know, accept these newer jerseys because, truthfully, there wasn't a whole lot wrong with the previous L.A. jerseys. And, And even the St. Louis jerseys, if you want to go that direction, there wasn't really too many things wrong with it. So, to actually try and improve or make it better or at least on the same level is a difficult thing to do. And you know to basically try and make different combinations like the Oregon Ducks you you like you said you wouldn't have a primary jersey anymore you would be basically trying to <laughs> make a just make a new creation every week in a way i, I i'm not going to lie i i would love to see that just because you've never really seen that happen on in the NFL you've seen you know, throwbacks, you've seen alternate jerseys, you've seen, you know, uh, of course, the primary jerseys, but never in history was there an NFL team that did, uh, that has done what the Oregon Ducks have done. And I like that. I I like that idea uh, and approach, but I'm not so sure that would be very warmly received by the rest of Rams nation. I, I just don't think that would. Be warmly received at all. Still. Me personally. I do find it intriguing. I just don't think the rest of the fan base would.
2: Yeah. And just like a random thought here. When did the NFL. Enact this. Um, the the alternate helmet rule. Like. the Because the Rams wore alternate helmets. In. The Super Bowl three years ago, two or three years ago. I, I don't remember exactly. Um, I Was that just because they were color rush jerseys, technically, the helmets? Like, they literally wore an alternate helmet. Their primary helmet was white and navy, and they never wore that with the throwback kits.
1: You know, I'm not entirely sure. It, it's it's so weird, like, the different amount of rules that they had. Like, even for the bone jersey, The Rams had to ask for special permission to have that particular jersey because um, for reasons, basically, Uh, the NFL was not going to let them use that particular color because for whatever reason, it had to be like a certain white color. But because it was an off white color, they had to get special permission. I don't know. The NFL is weird that way. Um, they just come up with these random rules, and yeah, I, it's it's just a mystery to me why like half of these rules come into play. But um, it's it's nice to see that Kevin Demoff and the rest of the the you know Rams front office is trying to find different ways to market the Rams. I think that's something that we all have to look at the positive side here because there are teams like Washington football team that absolutely don't even have an identity. So, um, before you complain about these jerseys or any of the Rams jerseys for that matter, at least the Rams are trying to market themselves and not just be a football team.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's different, man. I, I, I personally like the the whole set right now. Uh, the only thing I don't like is the logo. Um, hopefully they get rid of that at some point. That's the only thing I, about their current setup I, I, I don't like. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I can't wait to see these things in action. And we're going to get them week one, uh, which is a great transition into our next topic. It is July, Johnny, right before the preseason. This is kind of our sweet spot where every year – We hit a week by week schedule preview for the LA Rams. Uh, This is going to be the first four weeks. I'm super excited. Um, Just overall situations about the the Rams' schedule. Their bye week is week 11. It is an 18 game season this year. So that is a little over halfway through the year. Uh, That'll be after 10 of their 18 games.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: And the, I, the, the I'm excited to talk about all four teams that we're about to talk about in this preview. So let's let's get into it with number one. Rams open the season on Sunday night football at SoFi stadium in these new jerseys. They just announced against the Chicago bears and Johnny, it feels like we're going to play the bears every season for the end of time. At this point, this is, uh, this is the fourth straight year that we have played the Chicago bears, which is not normal for a team outside of your division. Uh, and like the bears, we have finished all over the place in our division over that time. Um, over the the first three years under Sean McVay, we've played them every year since 2018. We lost 2018, obviously Uh really rough Sunday night football game, but we won the last two. We won last year and we won in 2019 in those three matchups combined. Only one team has scored over 20. That was us last year. We scored 24 points in uh one of Jared Goff's somehow better games of the year, even though he had six yards per, per pass, um, but it was a nice win for us, and it was good to back on track the last few years because before 2019, um, we lost to the Bears six out of seven times. I think i finally shaken the stigma that for whatever reason, we can't beat the Bears after the last two years. I mean, do you, do you feel like we've, we're have we over that hump, especially under Sean McVay?
1: Absolutely. I, I think that the Bears in general, they're they're not an easy team. Let's let's be clear. This this is a team that can give you a hard time if you if you overlook them. Which obviously in Sean McVay's case he's never gonna probably ever do. So obviously one of the things that the Bears have really always been known for is defense. So this is something that the Rams have to take into account. And probably the biggest threat in this game overall just because this is the very first game of the year and while there are a lot of similar elements to last year's offense there's obviously one major difference and that's the new quarterback Matthew Stafford does bring in a different dimension to this team that the Bears did not see at all last year and this makes it challenging for a lot of defenses that the Rams are going to face this year because Matthew Stafford is actually a threat downfield, whereas Jared Goff wasn't. And that's great. That's great. We have another dimension to this offensive scheme, but this is still a gelling offense. And you're kind of kidding yourself if you think that the Rams are going to come in and just automatically be great across the board. They're gonna, you know, be the best offense to ever be assembled. If you're thinking that, you probably need to get a reality check. I mean, hey, if it happens, I'm gr- I'll, I'll be happy <laughs> to be wrong. I'll, I'll be absolutely stoked to be wrong. But there's gonna be a learning curve, regardless. And it's not like our offensive line is perfect by any means either. You know, there was a couple changes on the offensive line that the Rams need to adjust to as well. And that's going to be interesting as well, seeing that development. So when it's all said and done, though, I do think the Rams are going to pull out a win here, uh, particularly because I don't think this Chicago Bear offense is going to be that great. Um, They already basically said that their starting quarterback pending injury, of course, is going to be Andy Dalton week one
2: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so um well one before we get into their quarterback situation I mean it's an interesting matchup for Stafford to open his Rams career because you know this is a complex offense that is going to take some gelling you know I'm not sure if out of the gate they're going to be roaring and it's gonna be interesting if they play Stafford at all in the preseason to kind of adjust to that I my gut tells me they won't um but in it's, it's interesting because it's going to take a little time to gel. It's going to take a little time for him to get used to it. And this is not the best defense to start with because they are a good defense. You know, they lost Kyle Fuller um, who they cut for cap reasons, but still a lot of talent on that defense at the same time though, Johnny Stafford has played these guys a lot. Uh, it's a defense that he's familiar with. Very familiar with, you know, if, I would rather him open up against the Bears than, you know, the 49ers who are another good defense that he's not playing every single year, uh, even though we are. So in that regard, and I, I think they win this game too, but that, that gives me some confidence that um, he'll at least be going against a team that he's a little familiar playing against, even though there's going to be a lot of unfamiliarity for him under center in that week.
1: That's a fair point. That's I, I didn't even think about that, but that's absolutely true. If, if there's anyone that's familiar with the Bears' defense um, on this offense, even though the Rams have played it this offense for the past couple of years, uh, Matthew Stafford has more experience than any of them. So, yeah, that's that's a very good point, actually.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I thank you. I'm flattered. Um, looking at the Bears, though, I okay. uh, just talk about them a little bit. They went eight and eight last year, uh, snuck into the seven seed thanks to us. And lost in the first round to the Saints. It's they're interesting because they're they have a decent amount of young players still in the roster that are good. There's nobody though. I I think like I like Darnell Mooney. I don't think he becomes an elite receiver next year, even if he takes another step forward. Like guys like Dave Montgomery, another good player. Uh, I don't really see anyone just really fucking turning it up a notch. And it's for them, their success is gonna if they can improve from eight and eight. They need to improve at the quarterback position, and they're doing their best to do it. They bring in Andy Dalton, as you mentioned, on a one-year contract. They also trade up and draft Justin Fields. Everything coming out of Chicago is that Justin Fields will not be the starter week one. It's going to be Andy Dalton. They signed him to be their starter this year. Now, they can say all this shit. That doesn't necessarily mean that Justin Fields is not going to play this year. I would be shocked if he doesn't play this year. But honestly, Johnny, I would also be shocked if barring injury he plays in this game. Uh, Unless Andy Dalton comes out and just completely stinks it up, which against us is very possible. Uh, I I think there's no shot Justin Fields starts this game barring injury unless, like, he comes out in the preseason and looks like Patrick Mahomes.
1: I mean, I I think even if if, uh, Andy Dalton stinks it up, I think the the Bears keep Andy Dalton in that game. I, I just I don't see I, I don't see a, an instance at all. Even if uh, Justin Fields dominates preseason, which he could very well, I I still think that Justin Fields is one of the better quarterbacks in the 2021 NFL draft. But regardless, I think that the Bears organization is adamant and not rushing him. And I think that's a good approach. I think that's one thing the Rams did uh, with Jared Goff. They didn't throw him into the line of fire. They basically, you know, kind of eased him into that role. Um, Maybe not as fast as some would have liked. But um, I I think that this is the same approach the Bears are going to try and do. And, And I think it's the right one. He's still a rookie at the end of the day. And while you may or may not like Andy Dalton as a starting quarterback, I think that there's a reason why they paid him as much money as they did. Uh, I don't agree with that, but he's hey. fine.
2: He's he's probably a top 32 quarterback. Eh, yeah, I guess he's not a top 25 quarterback,
1: but he's probably no.
2: 32.
1: I but to pay him that much. Okay, uh, that's, I'm going off on the tangent there, but um. <laughs> he's he's still gonna be your starting quarterback and like i said and uh, uh, other than an injury which i guess is a very good possibility with aaron Donald chasing after you uh <laughs> it, it, unless there's an injury i don't think fields makes the field Da-da. nice well done
2: yeah i mean you look <laughs> at the Bears' schedule they open with us then they play the Bengals. um if they're going to give Andy Dalton this game no matter what. And if he comes out there and it's just god-awful and Fields has a really good preseason, maybe he trots out for week two against the Bengals. That's at home in Chicago against a bad team, a probably bad team. Um, you're not going to play Justin Fields in this game. Uh, it just it's, it's a horrible, horrible situation to throw him into. Primetime Sunday night. Probably a rock in SoFi Stadium. One of the best defenses in the league. One of the best defensive players ever. Uh, They're not going to play him in this game. I I would be really surprised. I think. uh, Prediction time. Just so we get it on the record, I'm going 27 to 13, Rams. I I honestly think this game's not going to be difficult. I don't think. I I said Andy Dalton's a top 32 quarterback. I don't think he has a good game. I don't think the Bears come out that motivated. They're going to be waiting for Justin Fields to play. Uh, and I think Stafford comes out hot. With I'm sure there's going to be some mistakes, but I think we are a better team, and we could overcome them. Uh, the Bears went eight and eight last year. They aren't that good. They didn't make any any huge additions, and I don't think the core. I don't think Andy Dalton is better enough than Mitchell Trubisky to expect anything different than what we saw in this matchup last year.
1: Truthfully, I I think Trubisky's better than Andy Dalton, and that's amazing because I'm not a Huge fan in Trubisky as well.
2: I think I agree uh, with you. <laughs> I honestly do.
1: Yeah, I. I'm not a big fan of Trubisky. Like I, I know you're. You're kind of an advocate of, of Trubisky not getting a fair opportunity, and uh, is much better than uh, other quarterbacks in the league. No, no, no. Listen,
2: he got a fair opportunity. I just think he's underrated in that. Like he doesn't suck, and he's making seven and a half less than Andy Dalton this year.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, as far as my prediction, it's actually really spot on to yours. I wrote down 27 to 10 and truthfully, I wanted to say higher, like I wanted to say the 30 point range, but I figured that there was going to be a lot of learning to do. Um, like, like like I mentioned earlier, this team, this offense, is going to need to gel a little bit before they have the potential to be this offensive joggernaut that we're hoping they'll be. So, 27 points against a very good defense, by the way, um, is, is nothing to shy about either. So, yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty accurate range. I said 27 to 10, you said 27 to 13. If if one of us is right, that'll be amazing by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean and, and yeah, like like you said that's not 27 points against this defense. Not nothing about NIA yeah, that that'd be a, a very solid game. Uh this is a good defense. We haven't sco- we've scored 24 points last year. That was the most we scored against them in 3 years. So, and I I think we could top that with our new guy, hopefully. That's what we brought him in here for. Week 2, we travel to Indianapolis. Which we don't get to play them very often. You remember what happened the last time we did?
1: Actually, I don't.
2: Fill me in. It was Sean McVay's first game as the Rams head coach. Really? We wow. blew them out. Uh, I think Scott Tolson was a starter.
1: Oh, that explains it. Four,
2: it was forty-six to nine. It was awesome. Uh, just like an an unbelievable experience to watch that game happen because you forgot what it was like to blow somebody out. It hadn't happened. In a while. Uh, but both teams are much different than we saw in that game. Pretty basically. I'd be surprised there was more than five players on Indy's roster that played in that game. Um, but there's st- still been a productive franchise. Even through tons of changes at quarterback. At coach. Uh, and last year they went 11-5 and with Phillip Rivers at the helm. They snuck in the playoffs. Almost had a miracle in Buffalo, came up short in the end, but Phil was retired, and you know, the discussion around the Colts this season starts and ends with Carson Wentz, who they traded a third round pick and a conditional second for that pick will become a first if Wentz plays seventy five percent of the snaps this year. Um before we get into like the Colts and how we think they can do with Carson Wentz under center, I mean that trade is it's a really interesting trade. Like we know with Jared Goff, when you when you trade this guy, you eat a ton of dead cap. The Eagles ate a ton of dead cap. He's not actually that expensive for the Colts. Um, so I guess contract aside, I mean, there was a lot of quarterback movement this offseason. There was guys that they Colts could have went after. They could have attempted to trade up in the draft and get one of the five quarterbacks that were taken in the top 15 picks. They could have went after an Andy Dalton type. Uh, they could have went after Matthew Stafford Harder. They could have went after um, – I don't know who else moved around. This. They could have went after Jameis Winston. He was a free agent. But they go with Wentz. And, I mean, what do you think of this deal? I personally – I think this is a I, – I don't know if I believe in Wentz. But if you have any semblance of belief in Wentz, this is a fine price to pay for him, I think.
1: Well, first of all, if I'm indie, one of my first things that I'm concerned about with this game is the fact that we all know Carson Wentz's history when it comes to staying healthy. I don't want Carson Wentz facing Aaron Donald in week 2 of of the season. It it's just not a great draw. No, not at all. And you know, at Carson I do think is is talented, but do I think he's an upgrade over, say, like Philip Rivers last year? Not really. In fact, I feel like they took a step backwards. Even though Philip Rivers was obviously in the latter half of his career, I still don't know if he's much of an upgrade, if an upgrade at all, over, over Philip Rivers. I just I don't think so. And that's going to be a huge factor in this game. Can Carson Wentz play against a very good Rams defense? And can he keep his composure? Now, his support around him is interesting. You know, they have a really talented uh, unit in terms of youth. Not a whole lot of, of experience when it comes to that. But I feel like Well
2: T Y to be fair. I guess I guess. He's got At a lot of experience. Healthy. But beyond him, yeah, it's it's a it's a young group.
1: Yeah, very, very young group. And that's that's the other thing too, is can this offense stay healthy? That was one of the biggest reasons why Indy struggled a lot last year was injuries to the young offensive players. And of course, to Ty as well, he's always had a history of injuries, and that's that's going to be one of the biggest challenges I feel like for Indy is for this offense to stay healthy as a whole. And uh, I think if this offensive unit stays healthy, it will be a much tougher game for the Rams than we might realize. This is this is a good offense. Potentially. And it it just depends on whether Wentz can click with this offense. And I'm not sure. Even if Wentz does, I'm not sure he will click with them week two.
2: Yeah, they got Seattle week one, which is not not the worst opening matchup. You would imagine that's going to be a shootout type atmosphere, which I guess if Wentz really wants to come out swinging, that's swinging. That's good for him. But it, it's it's interesting, man. I'm not like gun to my head. I probably say Wentz is cooked. I probably say I, I don't think there's much there. But I'm not I'm not totally out. You know, I like it's a fine move. I think the Colts made the most sense for him out of any team in the NFL as a landing spot. Um, if all goes well, they could be in a position to make a playoff run, um, but. Like, if you're not getting Stafford, if you're not getting Aaron Rodgers, there's nobody you could plug in there today that's going to make a playoff run right away. And they, if they were to move up in the draft, they were kind of far back. They weren't getting one of those top three guys. They probably could have only moved up far enough to where the Bears moved up to get Justin Fields. And even then, they probably would have gotten stuck in a bidding war. So I, I don't hate the move. They didn't give up a ton of draft capital. And you look at this offense, like you said, there's there's talent there. They they got a decent tight end room. They got a really good offensive line with Quentin Nelson, and they, they bring in Eric Fisher. Jonathan Taylor is, I think, going to be a star. I think he's really good um, at running back, and that's, that's exactly what you want for Carson Wentz is a workhorse running back who's going to be out there taking up a lot of the offense. And then receivers you've got. You got T.Y.L. like we mentioned. You got Michael Pittman. You got Paris Gamble. Uh, you've got potential there. Uh, those are upside guys who ha- are, are unproven besides Hilton, but have a chance to be good players. And I think it's a good situation for him, but it just depends if he's got a left man. And I'm not sure. I You can't – there was nothing to like last year. Let's, let's be honest. There was nothing to like. Um, and he deserved to get benched. He was actively making the team worse. So he's going to be motivated. It's a good situation for him to, to jump into. I mean, before we get into the prediction, this team made the playoffs last year. Do you think there's any chance they get back there this year? They were, they were top 10 offense in basically every category. They have a good defense that's still good. They have the second best rush defense in the league this year, but it's going to come down to Wentz.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think there's no question. I feel like this is a, a team that will, and unless Carson Wentz is utter garbage, which I guess is a possibility, but unless he's, like, super, super garbage, like, I, I'm talking, like... Like 2020
2: Carson Wentz?
1: Wow, you went there. But, I mean,
2: 2020 Goff, too. I
1: They, uh, they both yeah. really fell off a clip. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, but... In, in, if they if he plays like twenty twenty wins this they're they're going down really quickly, uh, but I think what will keep them you know their head above water is the defense. I feel like this is one of the more underrated defenses in the NFL, and that's what's going to make this such a challenging game. Um, in fact, I feel like that if there was a better quarterback. I feel like this would be a much more challenging game. Like if, for example, if Indy got Matthew Stafford somehow. I I think that this, uh, this is an unwinnable game for the Rams. But since that's not the case, thankfully, they have wins. So I think this will still be a very challenging game. I think the defense will challenge the Rams offense. And it's going to come down to whether or not we get the Carson Wentz of um let's see, he was really good in twenty seventeen?
2: Um yes, twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah. If we get twenty seventeen Carson Wentz, it's gonna be really tough to win. If we get twenty
2: seventeen Carson Wentz, this team will be a fucking force, dude.
1: Oh heck yeah. <laughs> like they no will be a it. a serious contender. And uh, if if we get twenty twenty Carson wins, I think this will be tough from a uh, offensive standpoint, but not so much from a defensive standpoint. So um, I'll just go ahead and say my prediction. My prediction is the Rams win this game twenty four twenty one. It'll be a little bit of a nail biter in the end, but um, I feel like the Rams can pull off this victory.
2: I yeah, I got twenty one seventeen. So. Pretty close to you. I think it's going to be a tougher game than you would think uh, because this is a playoff team with a good defense and a lot of good players. And uh, as long as Wentz isn't throwing the game away, it should still be a close game. It's on the road, you know, not nearby, different time zone, different start time. Not not the best matchup, but I, I think they take care of business too. And then we move on to week three. First, the reigning champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, who we beat last year, mind you. Let's put it on the record. Rams won 27-24 in a game that it seemed like nobody wanted to win. Jared Goff and Tom Brady were doing their best to lose that game, and Brady lost it, which doesn't <laughs> doesn't really. But, I mean, after that game, the rest is history. We both get to the playoffs. The Bucks kind of take care of business every round of the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. Uh, pretty gets the seventh ring, just insanity. And their offseason, man, they brought back everybody like, they literally brought back the whole fucking team. Uh, they they had a ton of free agents, they brought them all back. Shaq Barrett's back, Gronk's back, Godwin's back, Antonio Brown's back, Fournette's back, everybody's back. I guess the big question is for them, like, I well, well to start, like. To me, Johnny, these seem like the two safest bets in the NFC to make the playoffs. I mean, they seem like the two teams that there are no, they're not a ton of question marks. The Rams question mark is obviously Stafford, but if like the bar for Stafford is so low for what he needs to do to get to the playoffs based on last year, I think there's obviously questions in Green Bay, there's questions in New Orleans, there's questions in Seattle. Those are the top three teams in the regular season last year. They all have questions. I think these are the two safest bets if you're putting money on a team to just make the playoffs. It'd be hard to find a path where neither of these two teams are there.
1: For sure. I I, I think if you're if you're a betting man at all, you definitely want to take this bet if uh who's the who's gonna make it the top two uh, teams that, well, maybe not even the top two, but Uh, who's going to for surely make the playoffs in the NFC. And that's definitely you're immediately going to think of the Rams and you're going to immediately think of the Buccaneers, obviously reigning uh, Super Bowl champs. And considering that they kept most of the same formula, or not most of, all of the formula of of that Super Bowl winning team, that's that's an impressive feat. It really is. Uh, That being said... The way the Rams beat that Super Bowl-winning formula team, I think that it's gonna you're gonna basically see a repeat, but in a similar way, but in a different way, where you have at least a competent quarterback behind the scenes. Uh, no, no disrespect to Jared Goff. I do like Jared Goff still, but he did not have a fantastic 2020 year. And even in that game where they came up on top, it really wasn't him that won the game. In fact, he he, he pretty much almost lost us the game. So, yeah, I, I think that with Matthew Stafford under, under Helm, this should be, should be uh, at least a semi-easier um, way of winning the game considering they continue to make the same mistakes. And let me tell you, one of the reasons why they lost this game was because they weren't able to contain, the um, really, the Rams at all, uh, Rams defense at all. And if memory serves me correctly, it was Leonard Floyd that had that monster game, if I'm not mistaken, right?
2: I think you're right, but I can confirm that for you.
1: Okay, well, I'll, I'll continue to uh, spew out hot air while you look that up. Uh, so yeah, I, I really think that the big, the big reason that the Rams will likely win this game is because of the defense. I think defensive side of the ball, uh, the Rams are still one of the better teams in the NFL, despite you know losing some key guys like John Johnson and Troy Hill. I think that this is going to be a team that still gets to quarterbacks, particularly Tom Brady. And we've seen what happens to Tom Brady under pressure and you put enough pressure there, he's going to break and the, and the bucks will lose. So, um, yeah, it's not going to be an easy game, game per se, but I do think that if Matthew Stafford comes out and plays as well as I, as we all think he can, it won't be uh it won't be as tough of a game as you might imagine. I
2: uh, the, the only sack in last year's game, I, I think Floyd was wreaking havoc though because Brady only got sacked once. But I know we're in his face. The only sack was Samson Ibukam, who is best remembered for being called a very good player by Don Brady before this matchup. I believe it was this game, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think so, and yep. and. Uh, uh this was also the game where uh Tom Brady refused to uh shake Jared Goff's hand. <laughs> yep. I uh, I had to throw that in there.
2: Uh <laughs> I I so it's interesting, like, with this matchup, like a big question I have is, you know, is Tampa Bay hungry enough to, to get back? You know, everyone on this team won a Super Bowl last year. Like they they signed Giovanni Bernard. It's basically like we're gonna win one for giovanni bernard like which to be fair like the patriots have had less motivation to repeat and repeat it um but to be honest with this matchup with the bucks like for our purposes of our game i i I, i'd be way i'm we got them at a good time week three in la cross-country flight I don't think they're going to be that motivated to win this game. It's not going to be that important of a game for them in the long run. They got the fucking five seed last year and won the Super Bowl. So I don't think this is a team that's going to be that worried about finishing 15-2. and two. Uh, They're not going to be that worried about getting the bye because it didn't matter last year. Uh, they're all a year older. Tom Brady's going to be fucking 44 years old when the season kicks off. But... I, I would be way more worried to play this team in January. And we got them at a good time. I, I'm happy with the scheduling in this game. Before we do the prediction, I mean, do you think that they will get back to the Super Bowl? I, I don't think so. But I <coughs> I didn't think they would last year. And it's tough to say because there's so much question marks with a lot of these teams in the NFC. Some teams might have higher ceilings in Tampa Bay, but they certainly have the highest floor out of anyone in the conference.
1: I think one of the only things that are kind of going Tampa Bay's way in terms of being a really good team is that obviously by keeping essentially the same team, you're, you obviously have an advantage over everyone else who at least looks at least somewhat different. And, the fact that they have that chemistry together, you know, this is a Super Bowl-winning team that has an advantage. But to be fair, there is a reason why they were the fifth seed, and I think that there was just a lot of circumstances that went in favor of the Tampa Bay Bucks heading into the Super Bowl. And you know what? Um, not taking any anything away from them, they won the Super Bowl for a reason. But I just don't think that this is as good of a team as other teams in, in the NFC, um, at least potentially. Anyway, uh, things could change on a dime. It could be that um, you know some of the teams that we're expecting to be good just end up flopping. That's that's certainly a possibility. But I, I just don't think that the Bucks are as good as some people are predicting they'll be. It. I, I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it I just don't think they were as good of a team as other teams last year. They just had a lot of things go their way, um, you know, towards the end of the season, which, hey, you know, congratulations to them. They made, they made and won the Super Bowl. But moving on to 2021, I don't know if that benefits them in the long run.
2: Yeah, and, like, they a lot of people cited that they they started clicking at the end of the season. They closed the regular season with Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, and Atlanta. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you started clicking, but then you got like to their credit, I mean, obviously the the Chiefs were they had a lot of issues going into that game. But it, to their Tampa's credit, they took care of New Orleans who bad coach, overrated quarterback. Could never get it done in the playoffs. I'm not shocked at all by that. Uh, one of the worst franchises in the NFL. But then they take care of Green Bay in Green Bay. That is no easy fucking feat, man. Uh, and Rodgers was motivated to get back to the Super Bowl. So I, 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 it's it's hard to it's hard to bet really against them right now because they are the safest bet to come out of the NFC. But I think I like our chances more. Um, and. For that reason, I think it's gonna be a good game, but I think the Rams win this thirty-one twenty-eight. Like I said, <laughs> I will be talk to me again in January on if I want to if I want to see this team in the playoffs because I hope somebody else takes care of them in January <laughs> so we don't have to do it.
1: Well, you never want to see a Tom Brady team in in, in the playoffs. No, there's I a reason not. why he has seven <laughs> rings, so. Uh, You know, he might have different reasons, but (laughs) let's just face it. He has seven rings. Let him have the seven rings. There's a reason he has them. But anyway, uh, I will also agree that they win this game. Um, I have a similar score, although I think I may have uh, a lot more confidence. I have them winning 31-21. I just... I don't know. I, I feel like this might be a statement game for the Rams, particularly Sean McVay. I think he wants to showcase what he can do with this offense. And I think as this team starts to begin clicking together, particularly offensively, I think that this is a, a, an offense that's ready to show at this point in in the season the NFL what they can do and what better team than the Super Bowl winning team.
2: Yeah, and like, I think I looking at their schedule, I kind of like your prediction better because this is their schedule. Home against Dallas, home against Atlanta, at Los Angeles, at New England, home against Miami, at Philly, home against Chicago, at New Orleans, bye. We are probably a schedule loss for them, man. They're probably going to go 7-1 and if they lose this game, um, depending on how New Orleans looks or depending on how badly – bill belichick wants to whoop tom brady's ass uh in week four but like it's a very favorable schedule for them and i think like i can't imagine they're just that fired up for the week three game across the country against los angeles when the following week they got new england that's that's gonna have all of brady's attention man um it like they show the ticket prices next to each of the games on their schedule on espn week one is as low as $437, which makes sense. First game after the Super Bowl win. <laughs> not even the most expensive start game. That New
1: England game ticket
2: started at $685 for Brady's return in New England.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me.
2: <laughs> that is so much money, man. Woo! And people will gladly pay it to, to see Tom probably in his final game in New England. Uh, which is crazy to say.
1: they take uh, make the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, but they're never going to put the Super Bowl in Foxborough. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, week four, and a, a pretty favorable start for the Rams, too. Even though these are tough teams, three out of four home games. Um, Indianapolis is far, but it could be farther for the one-away game. They get the Arizona Cardinals. In week four, a divisional matchup. I was pretty familiar with them. And for those who don't remember, which I forgot, just haven't thought about in a while, Sean McVay is 8-0 against the Cardinals, which is insane. <laughs> He'll be looking to make it 9-0 and in this game. The Cardinals, I mean, they were picked to be an up-and-coming team last year, and they were. They started out 5-2, and went into the bye week after a huge overtime win against Seattle. Truly a statement game, but after that, they finished three and six and missed the playoffs, and it would have been two and seven if it wasn't for that insane DeAndre Hopkins hail mary uh, to beat Buffalo. So, what do they do? They 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 made they had a splashy offseason last year with Hopkins. They have a fairly splashy offseason this year. They bring in JJ Watt. They also that obviously the marquee acquisition. It's a huge addition to their front line. They also bring in AJ Butler or AJ Green, Malcolm Butler. Uh, to offset the loss of guys like Patrick Peterson and Kenyon Drake, but <laughs> it's, they're still, I, I, do, do you think they take another step this year? I mean, do you think they finally get a winning record and get their way into the playoffs? Do these additions uh, paired with a potential leap for Kyler Murray, is, is it enough for you to, for this team to take another step, not necessarily to make the Super Bowl, but to compete maybe for a division title and or a high wild card? Uh,
1: Do I think they're going to be in the hunt for the division title? No, I do not. Um, This, this is a team that I feel like if they were in another division, I think they could win the division. But since they're in literally the toughest division in football, I just don't think they're going to shine at all. And, one of the biggest reasons is because they do well in certain areas of their game for example you listed bringing in guys like JJ watt to boast their you know defensive presence uh, particularly in the front seven that's great but was that an area of need was that somewhere that they really needed to you know improve on? No, not really. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from that signing. You know, JJ Watt is is a force to be reckoned with, and uh, you know, when healthy, this is one of the biggest threats defensively. But again, this is not where they needed to improve on. In fact, they brought in Malcolm Butler, and maybe during. You know his Super Bowl run. That's when you wanted Malcolm Butler, not so much anymore. Still a talented guy. Don't get me wrong.
2: Well, yeah, and this
1: is not an improvement. This is a band aid more than anything else.
2: I mean, to improve to replace though a departing Patrick Peterson, who is definitely better than Malcolm Butler, but yes,
1: also also on
2: the wrong side of his prime as well. Yeah, Uh, and and I did forget to mention. Continue after this, but they did bring in Rodney Hudson too from the Raiders at center.
1: Yeah, that's 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 great. Um, That's you know. (laughs) You don't sound. Hey, okay. Let me let me uh, explain why I'm not that excited for Arizona. There, I personally I like Rodney Hudson. That was one guy I would love for the Rams to have. Uh, particularly at center, uh, which is kind of a question mark at this point. But offense is not the struggle for Arizona at all. Uh, I mean, you can make an argument about their running back situation, but, you know, that's not where they struggled too much last year at all. You know, offensively, I'm saying not at running back. Um offensively I feel like they're they're a solid unit maybe not the best they could have improved in certain areas but I mean you got tons of firepower for uh, Kyler Murray uh, I mean you have literally the best wide receiver in the game and there, there's not much else you could really ask for they're bringing you know uh, even more firepower for him so again, Offense is not really the reason why the the Cardinals couldn't really get anywhere last year. It was defensively. And, again, they did not address it. Um, at least not much, anyway. You know, they again, they brought in a Band-Aid for a Band-Aid. And, in this case, this Band-Aid is slightly torn. So, I, I just, I really don't understand some of the moves they they made. They made some great moves. Uh, which is you know okay to say to say hey we have JJ Wattnot great but that's not where you struggled. So I, I think in the end where the Rams improved is gonna be bad news for the Arizona Cardinals because again I just I think Matthew Stafford is just gonna throw bombs all game in this game. And I'll just go ahead and say my prediction because you all pretty much already know at this point, the Rams are going to win 34-18. What's your take, Steve?
2: I And, and I mean, we could we could get into some of the specifics on the Cardinals later because we're going to have to talk to them twice, like whether we think they should have found a running back or shit like that. But I, I, I'm a little more bullish on the Cardinals than you, I would say. Um, I think Watt's going to help on defense more than – you're making it sound, and I think <laughs> this offense is not perfect, but when you've got a quarterback who can, who can do some really innovative things like Kyler Murray have, who can move with his legs, who could throw the ball well when you've got the best receiver in football in DeAndre Hopkins, and when you've got a pretty decent group of guys behind Hopkins, especially if A.J. Green has got something left in the tank, which I'm inclined to believe he does. Um, I think he'll be motivated. And they they bring in Rondell Moore in the draft. They've still got Christian Kirk. They've still got Keyshawn Johnson. I it's it's a good good group for Kyler Murray to throw the ball to. I do I think they're going to compete for the division. Not today, um, but it depends if if the Rams. You know it, it depends how much better the Rams are than last year and how much worse Seattle are. I I think. Arizona could push to win ten, eleven 11 games. Um, I think the Rams will win more than 11 games. I think Seattle will probably win around 10, 11 games as well. But I think they'll be in the mix if things happen to other teams, assuming nothing happens to them, which you can never assume. But I don't know, man. I I don't even really like Cliff Kingsbury that much, but I, I just like Murray, man. He's still young, and I think he's going to keep getting better, and it's a good situation for him. I, I think they're going to be a decent team. Uh, I picked the Rams to win this game 24 to 20. I think it's going to be, um, tougher out. Maybe I should have went with more of a shootout, but, um, I don't think the Cardinals will be too hungry to avenge their week 17 loss. Probably haven't thought about it much, but I I don't know. I I think there is something there with this team. I, I think that, I think if they're, if they don't improve this year, they have to fire Kingsbury because you need a coach, um. Who can take that good of a quarterback and that good of a wide receiver and not a great defense? But I don't think this like I think you undersold the defense a little bit. They're not that good, but they are not a. a I don't think they're a turnstile or anything like that. And there are still good players in there. You still got Buda Baker. You got Isaiah Simmons, who's coming up. Um, I don't know. I like the team. I still think we win this game. Maybe when we go to Arizona later in the year, they finally get their first win against Sean McVay. Uh, but I do think he takes a ninth straight win here. But I don't know, man. I think they'll be in the mix for that while. I, at least, like, I would. I will probably – I haven't looked at the the group real hardcore and picked the seven teams I think will make the playoffs, but I think they'll probably be one of my seven teams.
1: You know,
2: you know too, though – like, I forget that the 49ers aren't gonna suck either, though.
1: No, no, they're I not. For-
2: I forget about that.
1: They they uh don't sleep on the Niners.
2: They'll probably yeah. be in the mix for nine, 10, 11 wins as well.
1: Oh yeah. But uh, you know who would be good for this uh for this Cardinals team? Who's that? Bruce Arians. <laughs> i I, I mean i mean he only has a super bowl now i mean so is that but went with cliff kings uh, kingsbury instead
2: yeah like i wonder i mean they've they've got a improved their win total every year under kingsbury it's year three this is when um for a guy like kingsbury who everything's going well this is when it gets real like this is where it's Especially with the talent on that roster, it's like, I think for him, it's playoffs or he's canned. I think it has to be, barring crazy injuries. You no, know? like with the talent on that team, you know, it's not. They make the playoffs and get, even if they, even if they finish like 11 and six now, I guess, they finish 11 and six and lose in the first round. He keeps his job. Um, but you got to get there. Uh, you got to get there. You got to continue to improve on what you've been building. Uh, maybe they they flew a little too close to the sun last year, that probably hurt his rep a little that hot start um because eight and eight for that team isn't wasn't the worst thing that could happen at all. It's a steady improvement from where they've been
1: that's true that that's definitely true i I do think that the Cardinals are a much better team than their record suggested last season, but um. I think part of the reason why the success just isn't there is because of Kingsbury. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I really believe that. And, uh, I, I think if Arians is still the coach, we might have a different story on our hands here.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't know. We'll see. They're, they're going to be, a, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Uh, I I'm really upset that I remembered the. 49ers are going to not be bad
1: i can't believe you forgot
2: (laughs) uh well (laughs) both of the rams starting 4-0 uh and their next four games are seattle new york detroit and houston so (laughs) i think it's pretty safe to say we're both going to have the Rams starting 7-1 and one, at least, maybe 8-0. Oh. Uh, tune in next week to see how that Seattle game goes. I will say, though, like, there are some decent teams that, like, n- none of these first four teams they open with are bad. Um, and if the Rams start out 2-2, two and two, you got to know that they're most likely going to st- still start out 5-3. and three. Um At least maybe six and two, even if they start out two and two. This is not the worst stretch of games to open, but three out of these four teams were in the playoffs last year and the other team got eliminated on the last day of the season. So it's not I mean, if the Rams came out and started two and two, like I would I wouldn't be panicking. Would you be
1: panicking? Uh uh, slightly. Um obviously that's not what you want to see, but the reason why I would be slightly panicking is because the Rams schedule towards the back end of their schedule is, is, is actually, it's brutal to put it, to put it in simple terms. It's brutal. So for the Rams, it's in their best interest to win as many games as they possibly can early on, which is entirely possible for the next upcoming games. Uh, so, because all, all four of these games, while well, there are, you know, if they lost one of them, like, let's say they lose to the Bucks, I, I wouldn't be in panic mode. Yeah. Because, hey, they lost to a very good team. You, you cannot if,
2: panic if they lose to the Bucks. Like, that's just no, out of no. control. No,
1: not at all. Uh, but if they lose, let's say, to the Bears and the Colts. Or, or if they lose to the Bears or the Colts along with the Bucks, that one extra game can make a very big difference in this very, very close NFC West race. So yeah, y- you you got to imagine that one game can make the difference of the Rams making the playoffs or not making the playoffs at all. So it, it's very important for the Rams to win these early games. Because it, it doesn't get any easier towards the back end of the stretch there.
2: Yeah, and yeah, like I said, after that delightful stretch of the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans, uh, we play the Titans, the 49ers, bye, the Packers, the Jags, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Ravens, the 49ers. So, only one of those teams is probably going to be bad in Jacksonville, and stranger shit has happened. Then that team being good. Um Love Jets. <laughs> uh, and then I mean the Minnesota game is on the road. Not sure how good they're gonna be, but they're not they're never bad. Um so yeah, it's it does get a little tough there. But you gotta factor in too you got Green Bay that Green Bay matchup could be easier. It could be one of the easiest games on our schedule or the hardest game on our schedule depending on what they do. But we will talk about that soon. I mean, you got any final thoughts here before we wrap up?
1: Just, man, we're just inching so close. I could feel the season on the horizon there. I I mean, it it, it feels so close but so far because we haven't even started training camp yet. But soon, soon.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, we're almost there. And uh, you guys can tune in next week to get our thoughts on how the Houston Texans will perform in 2021 uh, or the Lions or the Giants. A lot of great stuff coming in that pod. Uh, but don't forget, follow us on Twitter at johnny 5 6 at Steve at TalkRams. Give us a five-star rating if you have not yet. Uh, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Sean Payton keep talking that Mm -hmm. we gonna see him soon. You -hmm. feel me?